Esoteric knowledge for the new timeline. The Spiritual Fees Podcast by Alessandra Morasuti. Welcome to episode one. I'm your host, Alessandra Morasuti, and we'll be discussing the first chapter of the spiritual physics book, The Myth of the Mirror. We'll be going back and forth to our spiritual physics book club discussions. And when I do that, I'll be referring to them as our Zoom calls or our calls. And in this episode, you'll be hearing the voices of Vesla and Elizabeth. Let's begin. In this chapter, you'll be introduced to the real, the absolute, and the nine primordial divinities. We'll discuss the myth of the mirror and touch on how the soul enters the material world. And we'll end with the religions of the world and how they fit into the story. The ideas you'll be hearing are extraordinary. And remember who brought this knowledge. Falco, teacher and spiritual guide to the Damanhur community in northern Italy. Falco is said to have been a time traveler, an avatar from the future. In the words of the spiritual physics book, the beginning reads like this. There is the real, the absolute, and in it are nine primordial divinities. These divinities have a need to expand. When an anomaly happens in the real, a door to enter matter opens, and they want to enter. So the real sets up the rules they have to follow to enter matter. And now, the games begin. Let's go to our Zoom call and see if you can pick out what the rules of the game are. The real sets out some rules and says, okay, you guys can go and have this experience, but there's some rules. And the reason they want to come and have this experience is because they want to expand. They want, you know, the, 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 if, we, if we just stay comfortably in our couch at home, it's great, we're comfortable, but we're not really growing. Uh, so they decided to go out in the storm, one at a time, and certain rules were placed on them to have, uh, to, to come and play this game. And so four, um, three divinities have come before ours, which we are a part of. We're called the human primordial divinity. We're the fourth one to come. And it's been already 30 million years that we have been here. We are the the fourth, the human primordial divinity. Like the other three, we have an allotted amount of time to succeed at this spiritualization of the matter. And if we don't, then we go back and the next one comes and has 30 million plus years. Were you able to pick up the rules? I'll summarize them here for you. So rule number one, one primordial divinity enters at a time. Number two, they have a set amount of time. And number three, their mission is to spiritualize matter, which means to bring the consciousness of the real here in the material world. And fourth, we are the fourth primordial divinity to try, and we are called the human primordial divinity. 
Now, you may be asking yourself, it shouldn't be too hard for primordial divinities to spiritualize matter. Or is it? And what happened to the three primordial divinities that came before us? Let's go hear what one of our participants shared with us about that. Something interesting, it's not said in the book, but it was said in uh, one of the classes that I took, uh, which gave me a really interesting perspective, is that the third divinity was the divinity of the dinosaurs. So it was the, the third divinity that was not successful was the dinosaurs, which we all know what happened with them. They, they went extinct. So just want to kind of add that to, to give a little bit of a perspective. Civilizations are all part of that human, humankind divinity. So the dinosaurs were not part of the humankind divinity? No, they were uh, part, part of, of the a previous divinity. The uh, previous divinity, the third one. Okay. okay. So do we know what the other two were? Uh, no, I don't. I'm really curious, but uh, no. when he asked those questions of the teacher, he says, that's not important. <laughs> <laughs> This spiritualization is not that easy, and the stakes are high. So we better get spiritual if we want to transcend the material world. Now to the myth of the mirror. This myth explains how the human primordial divinity is able to enter the material world and what happens to it when it does. Let's go back to our call and hear what we had to say. The metaphor that was used is each divinity is like a mirror. And when it comes into the matter, because matter is so different, it can't absorb all of it as a whole. As it enters, it fragments. And so that's why the mirror that shatters. And then in this place of matter and time, that the divinity has entered, the rules are very different. And now this divinity that is, you know, is very conscious and aware of itself when it's all together in the real, when it enters matter and it's all, this, you know, millions of little pieces, it forgets itself. It forgets its reason why it's here. And it's here to reassemble the mirror and reflect itself back to itself so that it spiritualizes matter. With this explanation, you now know what the myth of the mirror is all about. And now to the human soul. In the spiritual physics book, the soul is said to enter a form once that form reaches a level of evolution. When that happens, the piece of the mirror called the divine spark that is inside that form awakens and that's when the human soul can enter now listen to this on our planet according to the book there are three other forms that host the human soul the dolphins the whales and the elephants and once we host the human soul we also get free will choosing how we move in the world. What role do the religions of the world play? According to the spiritual physics book, once man hosted the soul, he realized there was more to his existence than just daily life and had a need to connect with something beyond him, the divine. 
religions filled that function. Let's go back to our call where Vesela reads what the book had to say. Consequently, he, the, the man, uh, humankind, began to search for some continuity of existence after death, as well as the possibility of being reborn in order to continue towards the realization of his distant goals. To fulfill this need, it was necessary to find something that would be able to contain his essence, the memory of the dead, and that would also be able to direct their rebirth. This is how the idea of reincarnation was first conceived, as well as the reason why divinities were invented, to contain the souls of the dead and to preserve their memories. So motivated by this need, mankind began a process that continued for thousands of years to develop the necessary technology, which today we define as magic, in order to create and control a divinity. Therefore, a divinity is basically a container which necessitates direct focused thought even many centuries worth, in order to be created. So the religions of the world played an important role, helping us remember our divine nature and being containers to hold our experiences. In the word of spiritual physics, a technology with its origin and thoughts to support us. This is truly a new and original way to look at the religions of the world. This brings chapter one to a close. You now have the new ideas we'll be using to build the extraordinary topics we'll be discussing. Thank you for listening and may your minds have stretched just enough for you to want to join us next week as we discuss chapter two, Cosmogenesis, the birth of the material world. You'll hear about attractors, derivative laws, time sphere, human primordial divinity, Demiurge and the nothingness. I want to thank my producer, Santiago Bedoja, and our musicians are trees. Yes, you heard that correctly, trees. This is made possible by an ingenious device called the music of the plants. If you want to find out more on the plant device, joining our book club, upcoming trips and courses, visit my website at spiritualfizz.com. You can follow us on all social media and podcasting platforms at Spiritual Fizz. See you on the next episode.